Hi guys and welcome to this week's episode of Chasing Past Podcast. As ever, joined by uh, Jamie. What's up? Even all. How are you, mate? And this week we've got a special guest joining us in the form of Skylar Hook. Um, hi, Skylar. Gentlemen, thank you for having me on. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for coming on. It's great. Yeah. I, I mean, we we know another other golf well tipsters or whatever know you're a very busy man, so we appreciate the time for you uh, coming on. Oh, hey, you guys are coming off a hot week too. Last week, nailing the double, a couple places out mm. there. So let's get through over the line. I mean, <laughs> I mean, where, I, I mean, where do you start with that? Really? I mean, I wasn't expecting that double to come in, Jamie. <laughs> no. No, not at all, mate. God, especially with obviously Mansell dropped a couple of shots early on, didn't he? Um, and Schwartzel as well. But luckily, other people, other people saved it really for us this week. And then obviously I had uh, well, Mavic Kankler was absolutely yeah. brilliant last week. And see, see, see when he gains uh, strokes for the putter, he's always going to be up there. Yeah, definitely. Again, again, his approach play was unbelievable. Mm. Um, and then obviously Patrick Reed sneaked in a place. Yeah, six, just, yeah. He didn't, he didn't play spectacular stuff all week. He didn't really shoot a low round. He just stuck in there, I suppose. And that's what that course was on about, wasn't it? So yeah, fair play to him. Um, yeah, I've got him. I got I got him at forty to one anti post for the U.S. Open. If I didn't mention already last week, so. <laughs> yeah, playing some <laughs> playing some decent stuff. Nice to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you mentioning that forty yeah, to sure. one. I think you mentioned that last week as well. But uh, no, I think that's the I think that's the best week since we've uh, started podcast. I think, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, we we were that's our second top twenty, isn't it? That we've hit now. Um, but we didn't really mention it the first time, did we? So yeah, yeah. definitely. So anyway, Sky, um, yeah, you just want to quickly just give people a brief of uh, who you are, what what kind of stuff you do within the golf system, kind of, and just, yeah, just a little bit about yourself, really. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at SkyHookDFS, I would say it's probably been six or seven years since launching that account, and just, you know, as all of us do love the game of golf and, mm. and the handicapping side of it. And, you know, whether it has been daily fantasy sports or, you know, the outright top 20, whatever, you know, the betting markets, that's just a fascination. And the more this industry and the followers and people that have, you know, found the love of golf has evolved over the last, you know, decade, it's been a lot of fun to see the growth of, of the different podcasts and content that is out there. And fortunately, I found, you know, a little bit of a niche where it started from a, a stats base week to week, used to do my own little, you know, model and post that where you could find the free stats and that involved to a podcast over time. And, and right now um, with, you know, one of my high school buddies and, and then another good friend, uh, Brian DeCordy and, and Drew Matthews, we we run um, the, the golf uh, content at a site known as FTN Daily. Um, it's just a, you know, all-encompassing sports website where we take over um, the golf side of things for DraftKings over here. 
Uh, Dom Centurino does that with us. And then on the betting side, we also post our picks and videos and different things. So that's on ftnbets.com. And you can, you know, that's, that's more of, you know, over here stateside, a lot of that has been, you know, some paywalled content where you, you pay maybe 20 bucks, 25 bucks, and you get access to the different sports and, and -hmm. picks and, and different content to that. But the one thing that has kind of stayed true for myself has always been the love for the European tour. And that is just something that has continued to grow. And, and what I love about it is at first, you know, they're the statistics, you know, being that side of me and what I love about golf, reading into the story of how each golfer played is so important to help predict the future. Mm-hmm. And the European tour is still, you know, it's getting there, but it's still behind what the PGA tour has from yeah. the data. But if you work hard enough, you can, you know, now especially that we have shot tracker on three, six, five, and we're able to, you know, really understand these rounds from golfers. Now it, it lets us, you know, really speculate in a much more sophisticated way than what we're doing. And, and you get onto golfers who are so talented. Like we've seen this run from, from Higo over the last month, John Catlin now playing in the Byron Nelson this week, these incredible talented golfers making their way through the ranks of professional golf. And I just find that side of things fascinating. So as much time as I can spend doing European tour research, that's what I really love to do. Um, so I do a show with Tom Jacobs of Lost for Words every week. Um, and that's on the Mayo Media Network with, with Pat Mayo over here, um, who's out in Canada, who's got a really, really large golf following, one of the OGs, if you would say, of kind of, you know, handicapping, handicapping golf in North America over here. So fortunate to have that opportunity and put that out every week with Tom. So, you know, that's been a lot of fun, but just, just love interacting, you know, with, with fellow golf tipsters and those that love the game and and can grow and make money, you know, out there, it's always a, a really fun experience. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, from what I've seen on the, obviously, the golf and Twitter kind of side of things, uh, that, that's one thing I I often um, no, notice is that, obviously, you've got a big log for the European tour and stuff. Uh, I, I, I think probably, I think probably you and a, a few others are, are the only really ones that are kind of, religiously betting on the European tour every week. Would that be the case or is it kind of growing a lot more than the the States? You know, I'd say it's getting there. I mean, legal, legal sports betting, you know, was nowhere outside of Las Vegas, you know, not that long ago in mm. the U S. So even where I live in Florida, you know, there's only like one legal book across the entire state and that is relatively new. It's not even fully launched yet. You know, I'd say about half of the states have legal books. Um, but you know, there's been offshores in different places to get wagers in. Um, but I think the more people fall in love with golf betting, which is probably outside of, you know, football, basketball, and baseball, probably the the next most popular thing that is bet and depending on the week could be the most popular thing if it's a major and um so i would say the the interest of golf in totality has has grown as legal sports gambling has hit the states 
Um, and it's just becoming more of an education when you see golfers like Robert McIntyre, you know, contend at the Masters or finish 12th. You know, you see a Will Zalatoris do what he's been doing, and then people become more interested in the Corn Ferry Tour. You might see Lydia Ko have the comeback, you know, to, to have a big LPGA win. Like, I think that, you know, that resonates and, and kind of draws stories, ends up growing mm-hmm. golf in total, which educates more on on the European tour. So I think it's kind of a, a rising boat kind of, you know, lifts all ships, a rising tide lifts all, all boats type of thing, you know? Mm. I think that's why, why we love it so much because it's so, okay, at the minute, obviously being in, in the Canaries, obviously it's been E minus 25, minus 28, so it's won it every week. But obviously most of the time it is, it is a challenging tour to obviously win and obviously make the step up to the PGA, obviously, as we're seeing at the minute, as you say. Um, I think that's why we love it, isn't it, Craig? Because it, it is it is so tough to pick a winner. It is. Well, if you take if you take away the last three weeks, usually it's pretty tough. But mm. um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I've I've always said I've I've always loved the European Tour as well, growing up with. So um, yeah. yeah, I'll always be kind of a religious follower. Kind of so, um, yeah. You've just you've actually you've just come off a really 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 good run uh, on the European Tour, Skylar. Um, I mean, pretty jealous to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I it, it fun. It's funny how it happens. You know, I think we all do the same research. We all you know make the picks, and I think they're all educated picks. You know, I know golf is such a high game of variance that. Hitting a winner feels like you're the smartest man in the world. You know, that feeling after, uh, you know, having somebody, the, the runs that some, you know, have been on, you know, two two winners in, in three weeks is, you know, very fortunate too. But then you look over at what, you know, Ben Coley has been doing, which mm-hmm. feels like it's now been two months straight of a winner every week. You know, I mean, there are some hot runs that are out there and it just is seems a matter of time you know for for everyone out there that, that's handicapping um and it, it's just such a fun game to have what feels like more realistic odds of winning when you're betting these longer guys than than any other sports out there you know yeah definitely um yes yeah, so um what last week uh we'll quickly get, go into the tournaments um what did, what did you think of the golf last week, guys? Uh, we'll, we'll start off with Higgle again. It was absolutely outstanding, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, everything. He even had a bloody hole in one, didn't he, in his last round? <laughs> I mean, the guy is nuts. Like, as I said, I think I tweeted, I can't remember who I replied to, but I can't see him being much more than single-figured odds favourite every time he tees it up now in Europe. I mean, he's that, he's that good, hasn't he? Like, scoring-wise, chipping, putting... He's unreal. He hits it 320 off the tee, um, and his scrambling's unreal. It is so. Yeah, all the best to him moving up to the states. You know what I mean? Like it'd be really interesting to see how he goes the next, obviously, next week. Sorry, at the PGA. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can get pretty big prices uh, mm. on. Well, if if you backed him before yesterday, you definitely get in the range of yeah. 150, 175. Yeah, yeah, I managed to just sneak 150. I did, which I'll do. I mean, 
mean, I mean, he might finish living over. You never know, but yeah, you got to try. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously I had Ancliffe, so yeah, uh, j- j- just seeing, um, just seeing Higgo obviously putting everything, yeah. it doesn't match. It, it looks easy, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there was one point he was threatening um, thirty under actually. Mm. I'm actually surprised that that record never broke either. It was just that good. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, again, sensational. Um, he's such a such a great talent, isn't he? He's gonna gonna win loads. Yeah, you'd hope so. Um, I mean, what is he? Twenty-one. When uh, that's the times. craziest part about it. Yeah, yeah, twenty-one years old doing what he's doing, and yeah, I am incredibly intrigued at how it's going to be. And you can't just you know put it on for one performance, but people are going to judge a lot if he comes out here and misses the cut by three strokes at Kiowa, you know, they're going to be, you know, judging the European tour talent that, that showed mm. up over the last month, you know, on the islands, which isn't a fair representation. I mean, he dominated this stretch, you know, yeah. and he put the pedal to the metal yesterday. Like it was, you know, you had Craig, you know, betting on Maverick. It ultimately, never even felt like there was a chance, you know, you were just hoping uh, yeah. to have a full place more than the victory. It just never felt since he, mm. once he eagled or I guess aced probably what six or whatever that was like, it, it was, yeah. it was ball game and he kept it down, um, you know, all day. And I, I really hope, you know, he can, he can make a run at things at a major and then he's going to be in WGCs now, you know, he's got a, a lot of opportunity at him. And I as mean, well, being, sorry, obviously just quickly, being, being a, le- a lefty as well. You know what I mean? It's it's good to see a bit, bit of difference, you know what I mean, coming through. Because as I say, there's already already some well-established lefties on the on the PGA Tour. Um, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's always good to see, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I got a glimpse of what it felt like to... Um for the backers of Harris English last year when DJ won by 11. <laughs> That's what I kind of felt like last uh, mm-hmm. yesterday with the, uh, obviously, it was six, I think he won by in the end, Higgo. But it could have been a lot more. Yeah, definitely could have. Um, I think he did he bogey, was it 16, was it? Um, and just yeah, par, par, the par five last, which as I say, as you said, could have easily been 30. Yeah, I mean, spe- special. So yeah, uh, anyway. and then and then Rory, uh, Rory McIlroy comes back and wins a third title at mm-hmm. Wells, uh, no Wells Fargo, um, Quail Hall. Sorry. Yeah, um, me and Scarlett were just saying weren't we before that obviously with the with the new coach Pete Cowan, um. So he was going. He was going to turn it around some point. I just didn't expect it to be so soon. Um, but fair play to him. Um, and as I say, I think I did mention last week, eighteen to one was probably the best price you'll ever get on Rory. You know what I mean? And you'll probably never see eighteen to one again unless he does um, go on another um, five hundred day winner streak. But yeah, fair play to him. Nice to see him there again. Uh, any any thoughts on the PGA action uh, Sky or last week? Well, apart from Rory, anybody impress you? 
Yeah, I mean, I I thought Luke List, he he was mm. there. It seemed like you know his show up. He's had like a stretch of of really good irons uh, for quite some time, and to to put it into a short game that he had pretty much all week. Um, you know, Sunday probably really well just lost the irons, but uh, I thought that was a great performance by him. I mean, answer was unbelievable, you know, on the weekend, specifically yes. on Sunday to think he, he wasn't even in it until, I mean, it was a, it was a, a foot or two away from, you know, a playoff there. Mm. Uh, so, so that was, I thought incredibly strong. I had backed Mickelson. Um, so after the seven under first round, if you were yeah. the tournament at seven over, I would have said, you know, not a chance, but maybe that that's the only the only market you can bet him in anymore is just 18 holes and just let it go from there. Mm. Yeah, he's he, he's kind of a bit inconsistent, isn't he? Um, yeah, too many bogeys. I think he, he's very aggressive on the greens, isn't he? Putting wise, um, yeah, he, he does t- tend to blow. You know, what I mean, four foot four five footers, he does tend to smash them at the hole and obviously if they miss. They go another five foot past. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, wasn't it just last week, uh, Jamie? We we actually mentioned Big Keith, and what does he go and do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's as we we always say, don't we? There's always three or four three figure price guys at the top that's always going to either surprise or do well, where all of Twitter seem to be on them. Um, you always get the you always yeah. get the one you always get the ones every week. Um, but yeah, fair play. Um, I just could never put him up from the form he was in. <laughs> I couldn't. I mean, he's a streaky player at the best of times. Mm. So uh, I mean, I I don't think anybody really surprised me to be honest. Uh, I kind of felt like a Mitchell track, a list track, them kind of guys. Um, yeah, obviously um, we got we got the bombers at the top. Obviously, Rory is say Hovland now, Mitchell, Woodland, Wallace, Bryson. Yeah, as I say. I mean, you would. Uh, I would have loved answer to win to be honest, just to see you crying. I wouldn't have, mate. No, not a chance. Not when I'm not on him. God, <laughs> would never, would never have let myself live that down. <laughs> Uh, right, guys. Well, uh, we'll move on to the Belfry. Um, yeah. Um. So, any any fond memories of the British Masters last year, or any any of the years before that? Um. So was it Paratory last year? Sorry. Yeah, because I had. I had Rasmus Hogard at uh, 90 to 1, believe it or not. And wow. Justin Harden, who was, they finished second and third. I'll never mm. forgive Justin Harden ever for that putting performance on the Sunday. Yeah, you'd never say that about Justin Harden now, you know, his putting. The long putter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was a, a 90 to 1 place for Rasmus within a second. Obviously, Paratori was brilliant that week. But mm. uh, apart from that, not really, to be honest. It's just, it, it seems to be an event that just throws up, um, I wouldn't say surprise winners, but, you know, people that haven't won in a while. Like, mm. like 
think the likes of Alex Lauren, Paratori hadn't won in ages, uh, Kinhul was the year before that. Yeah. Paul Dunn. Paul Dunn, remember that performance to get back to Roy? Yes, yeah. Uh, Eddie he, look, Pepper, he, he, he looked some talent he did didn't he uh, Eddie Pepper in 2018 uh, Matt Fitzpatrick in 2015 uh, they're the only six winners since it uh, got revamped in 2015 mm. uh, which I don't know why there was a I think there was like an eight year gap or something like that um, so yeah so this week we're at the Belfry which I believe is not that far away from you, Jamie. No, it's all about 10, 15 minutes away from it, if I'm honest. Hence, being gutted that we're not allowed fans in. So I might, might camp outside the entrance. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll just double-check double with you in this one. It's in Sutton Coldfield. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I've I've got down here is seven thousand two hundred ten yards just over that. Yeah, yeah. It's, I've got about uh, seven seven two three three. I think it's yeah. It's round about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was designed by Dave Thomas and the late great Peter Alice. Uh, nineteen seventy-seven, I believe. Uh, the greens are a mix of bent grass and poana. Um, the tournaments hosted at the Belfry were the 2020 UK Championship, which was won by Rasmus Hoygaard last year, who beat, uh, was it Ju- Justin Walters last year? Yeah, it was a t- yeah. two-hole two, two playoff, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hosted the Ryder Cup on four occasions, 85, 89, 93, 2002. It's hosted the British Masters if you take away this one, 2006, 2007, and 2008. Yeah. It's also hosted the English Open and the Benson and Hedges International Open. Uh, and just going over the just going over the three winners of the British Masters, even though it was 2008, 2007, 2006, we've got Gonzalo Fernandez Castaño was the winner in 2008, who beat Lee Westwood in a playoff. Lee Westwood won in 2007, won by five shots to mm. Ian Poulter. And 2006 was Johan Edfors. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, won by one shot to Stephen Gallagher, Jarmo Sanderlan, and I believe it's Gary Emerson. Yeah. Gary Emerson, yeah. I mean, some random names there. <laughs> 2006. Yeah. Johan well, Edfors. Is that his only win? Must have been. Yeah. That's uh, 15 years ago now. Blowing me. <laughs> oh, was he the was he the Swede that uh, that always it was like kind of like a uh, you know uh, what they called again the kind of flat cap things. Yeah. Oh, I know. You're, I think you're talking about. Isn't Parnanovic wear that? Jesper? He's the one that wears the flip up hat, too? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Jesper yeah. Parnovic. Yeah, I think. What was that? Is that a bonnet? I think it's a bonnet. It's a kind of flat cap kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> swiftly moving on. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
I'll start with you, Jamie. Did you take any? What what kind of approach did you take into this week? Uh, obviously, realistic course form. We've only got obviously the UK champs from last year to go off. Um, I, th- I think you've got to consider really the last two or three re- three weeks really. Um, just obviously guys that are obviously on a an upward upward curve. You know what I mean. Um, take that take that majorly in consideration, I think, and factor in kind of the weather change because I don't know about you, but the weather forecast isn't uh, isn't great for the next four four five days. It's not it's uh, 50, 70 chances of rain, so it's not going to be great. So you've got to also back keep that in mind with sort of the the players that you back and um, sort of countries they're from, maybe. Um, don't know about you guys. Uh, yes, Skylar, what about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree on Jamie's part. You know, I do think this is this is probably going to end up being very opposite from what we just saw the last month of golf being. You know, we're not going to see somebody approaching 30 under like Garrick did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the test of golf, I, I do think, I mean, again, when we talked about kind of the intro, you know, the European data, um, that is not all that consistent, um, especially as you go years in the past. So you only really work off from a strokes gain perspective of what guys did well uh, last year when Rasmus won. And that top of the leaderboard, almost every single one of them was just lights out with the irons. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't um, something where around the green came all that much. And Rasmus is normally known for how good he is off the tee. And he wasn't even, you know, world class or I guess weak, you know, top of the class last year. His irons is what really separated him. Um, and he made a really incredible run on Sunday to get there against Walters. So I think golfers who have had an extended period of consistent approach game is something that, you know, matters to me. And then, of course, class versus the number and kind of seeing where it's at because this is one of the better fields that we have seen really, you know, in the last few months on the European tour. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think with myself, it was just really, well, obviously, a little bit, well, a little bit, a little bit of event form. If that's if that's anything to go by, I'm not so sure, but I'll mm. go off it anyway. Um, obviously, current form, uh, focused on like well, par five scoring as well. Because there's only three this week, and it's going to be crucial, obviously, to make the scores for the par fives. Um, uh, obviously, well, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a, approaching tee to green stuff anyway. Yeah, and as so lo- said, lo- 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 like Scott has said, obviously, I think irons are absolutely key here. Looking at the top top three from last year, um, yeah, sort of 150 yards and in, I think they were. The top three were top three in the ranks last final round of last year, so it, it is something you need to look at, I think. Yeah, and then and then uh, j- just I, I just reckon I've got quite a quite a few good prices on on players I like this week. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's just kind of how I approached it really. So uh, we've got a. Uh, Robert McIntyre is back in the field this week. He heads the market fourteen to one, followed by Kaima uh, and Bernd Wiesberger. 
um, anything to say on any of them guys? I mean, so with, with Kaimina, what you're going to get, aren't you? You're probably going to get a solid, solid top 15, top 20, um, lead at one stage, but then just falter away. Um, the guy hasn't won in, what, seven years? Is it, I think? Um, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So, yeah, he's probably going to lead at some point, look amazing at one point, probably the second, third round, but then just the fall away to just a normal top 10 maybe, top 15 as I say. Um, Wiesberger we haven't seen much of, so it'll be interesting to see what his form's like. Um, and Bobby Mack, just like um, Skyler mentioned earlier, obviously he's a, such a good talent that he's, he's such a good putter, isn't he? It, it is it is strange to see such a top top player put so well, but he he's such a good putter, from, especially from long range. Um but yeah, he could he could easily win it, but I just I just couldn't take couldn't take the real top of the market this week. I just didn't see anything there this week. Um, any anything to add on this you guys, Skyler? Yeah, I, I mean I I love the talent of what you know McIntyre has, um, and he's somebody you know I'm really excited to take on the PGA championship, but I would say rare weeks you find me betting under 20 to one on the European tour. Mm-hmm. It's just not yeah. something that I think if a winner like that, like, I mean, realistically, Craig, yesterday, the Maverick place paid more than Higo did, you know, yeah. last week <laughs> for his win. I think there's opportunities like that every single week on the European tour relative to, um, picking somebody this low not to say i'm not on somebody in the 20s because i am and that's even a little bit abnormal for me on the european tour but um that's kind of my my weekly off of that i just there's just a little bit too much variance they aren't you know dustin johnson justin thomas you know john rom types even though the odds can sometimes get close to that you know we've seen Dietrich at eight to one schwab at 14 16 you know golfers that are talented golfers but just aren't that same level of domination that i just feel it's worth taking a deeper odds look Mm, i agree with that yeah definitely there's just so many factors to to factor in um even the weather you know what i mean as i say what you don't normally get in america obviously got to factor in the weather this week and yeah there's just so many variants that could change um the leaderboard up there is well, I've actually gone for a win only pick this week, um, but it's Sam Horsfield. I just think he's played too well to ignore him, even at 20s. I know, I know it seems a bit short, but mm. he, there isn't many. Well, if you take away if you take away the top kind of half, there isn't many two-time European Tour winners in the field, really, especially at this level. I just think. As as I said, um, as I said, par five scoring came into my thoughts as well. Uh, he ranks first for the season in par five scoring, so I think that's going to be crucial. Mm-hmm. He's a bugging machine, isn't he? Um, when he gets when he gets a chance, he'll make birdies. Uh, I just think I just think he's a top player, and it 
just looks a threat every time on the European Tour. Um, well, every time we tease up on the European Tour. I mean, T.E. Green approach game, uh, even with the putter, have all been inside the top 25 uh, the past two tournaments on the European Tour side in Gran Canaria and Austrian Open. He ranked fourth for Greens in regulation and eighth of the tee also in Gran Canaria to add to that. So, yeah, I just think he's played really well. And um, although it may seem short, I just I, I kind of fancy him to go well again, Horsfield. So, yeah, he's my main one. Yeah, fair play. I say he uh, was it obviously you backed him at the second time in Kenya, didn't you? You probably just said. Um, uh, yeah, uh, was he was third the last time. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Um, uh, just missed out. Just I, missed out on a playoff, didn't he, uh, with Antonda and Jazz? Yeah, actually, actually didn't go over his form. He was fourth in Gran Canaria, fifteenth at the Austrian Open, third at the Kenya Savannah when I was mm. on him, and eighth at Kenya Open. Mm. He, really yeah. also, he also had a. 10th finish last year at Close House and a uh, 5th place finish in 2018 as well. So he's got event form if that's anything to go by as well. So yeah, I fancy him. We'll see how it goes. He was neck and neck for me. Yeah, with I, I thought um, I ended up going with Rasmus Hoygaard, but you can pretty much, you know, put them i think side by side in my opinion is the best bets in the 20s here where um i mean approach game for both has been very strong they both missed the num cut on the number in the val spar coming over you know they came both got opportunities in tampa just missed out actually both of them hit it pretty decent just couldn't putt or chip all that well especially mm-hmm. rasmus that kind of got me because he played the week before in the Zurich with Vaughn Taylor and Rasmus pretty much anchored that team. I think Thursday they went like five under and then Friday they missed the cut on the number after shooting even par an alternate shot. Um, and you know, he's just, I just think an incredible talent, obviously won here last year. So it's a slight edge when comparing him and Horsefield, but that's who I ended up taking, uh, right up here. No, I, I don't blame you. I think he's been. I think he's going to be definitely one of the one of the favourite bets this week. I think uh, just because obviously, well, he was second. He was second in the British Masters last year, and then obviously he won at the Belfry, uh, the UK Championship. So yeah, I think it's solid enough. Mm, definitely. Uh, I'll just quickly, I'll just quickly give mention to Danny Willett because he's hosting. But mm. chances this week? I, I, I say I just never back a guy who's hosting the tournament. So you know what I mean. He's clearly got a lot on his plate this week. Um, but in his own right, great player, great putter, um, great short irons. So yeah, I suppose, I suppose he could do if he's got the mental capacity for it with everything else going on. Is there anybody else in this kind of twenty-five range to to your first pick, Jamie? At forty-five. Is there anybody um, you want to mention? Or 
I know we joke I know we joke about him, but Torby and Olison um been playing some good stuff. Um putting it really well. Short irons are really good. Um driving it really well as well. Um he could threat this week. Um and obviously Dean Burmister was very close for me this week. Um absolutely hits it a mile off the tee and puts so well on his day. Um so no wonder he's in a hot hot run at the minute. Um, but yeah, them, them two were close for me. Uh, anybody for yourself in that kind of range, uh, Skylar? Like from 25 yeah. to 45? I, I mean, I would say I still don't... I, I don't like ever betting him, realistically, except at pretty pretty long odds. And I mean, I, I guess he's fringe where I thought Audrey Arnas could have been a bit shorter just from what we saw the last two weeks, mm. you know, one one hole away from almost being to where, you know, Higo was. And is, is, is things a little bit different if you have another person mid-20s on the back nine on Sunday, you know. But that is prototypical what Arnas has done in contention, sadly. Um, really want to get him over the line because I think he's a great golfer. Um, but, yeah, I mean... He, he hits in a mile really, really good with the irons. So can somebody like that show up here? Yeah, but I, I probably I'm, – I'm not willing to bat him. He just seems to be more of a weekly DraftKings play because he racks up so many birdies and that just gets you so many yeah. points um, for that daily fantasy. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah. Um, an interesting one, just before just before I let you go on your first one, Jamie, is Laurie Cantor, do you think? Yeah, I was interested to see him open up at that. Um, I did think he would, he would be more 33, 30 to 1, to be honest. Um, as we all know, he's so good off the tee. Um, he gives himself so many opportunities. Yeah, again, like we said earlier, Skyler, he's, just, he's one of these players that just doesn't put at all. You know what I mean? And when he does put, that's why he goes so low. Like we've seen him hit 10 unders, 11 under rounds for quite frequently because he gives himself so many opportunities with his iron play. Um, but if he does put, he wins by 10. You know what I mean? It's one of them. Yeah, definitely. You summed up perfectly there. It's just one of them. It's one of them kind of. I don't know who I would put him up against, but it's really, really shocking at times under pressure. Especially on mm. a Sunday, putting wise. Um, yeah, just uh, I don't know why it's with Cantor. I just can't seem to trust them really. But yeah, uh, well, well, you've uh, sorry, you've actually got uh, well, you've got the same player, but you've got them at shorter odds, Jamie. I'll I'll let, I'll let you do the honours for that one. Yeah, so I'll I'll speak a little bit then. If Scott has got anything else to add, then you crack on, mate, Lord. Um, but I know we both backed uh, Eddie Pepperell this week. Um, I got him at forty-five to one. Um, mainly backed him because he's a guy, like I said at the start, I'm looking for players that are reaching reaching their optimum at the minute. Um, his results have gradually got better. So we had a a seventy-fifth the first week in Gran Canaria. Yeah, he was tied 33rd in Tenerife the week after. And then obviously at the same place, he had a tied 12th uh, last week at the Canary Islands Championship. Um, so his results are getting better and better and better over the past three weeks. Um, 
as Scott said and I alluded to earlier with the iron play here, obviously as we've seen last year, um, last week Pepperell, well according to the European Tour obviously website, their their stats, um, he was first for greens and regulation last week, third for approach, sixth for tee to green, um, and he was actually he was only second for bogeys. He only averaged one bogey per round, so when he hit four bogeys all week, he did. Um, he just minimised his mistakes. Um, his short irons were unreal. Um, he was he was hitting a three wood off the tee. He was pretty much all week. Um, unsure why the driver stayed in the bag, but he was hitting a three wood, and it, it was clearly doing the business for him because um, he was really accurate with it. He was gaining strokes off the tee from tee to green. Um, approach players, I say, was stellar. Um, so I just think he's all there. Um, and as long as he doesn't, obviously, you know what I mean, he, he stays sensible all week. Obviously, he doesn't prat about too much. Um, he'll be bang there, he will. I really think so. He's got a good record, obviously, in the British Masters, obviously being at other courses. Um, but he just, he loves playing over here, he does. So I really think he's good value this week, even at the 45s that I got him at, at eight places. Uh, I believe you've got him at a uh, 66, Skyler. You you got anything to add on that? Yeah, I mean it's it's something where you know I used to associate Lynx tracks with with Eddie. You know these type of mm. British Masters events. Eddie was the guy. You know, yeah. and that was something where odds are shorter. You know, and he whether in form or not could show up. And the fact that he showed life over the weekend, the best he has in quite some time, um, specifically on Sunday, you know, doing what he did, leading to green like that. That to me, just, you know, a flash in the, in, in the pan for, for what now we had at very, very generous odds, I would say, um, you know, 45s with the places that are offered, you know, I think is, is just fine. 66s was, you know, probably not available all that long here um mm. in the states so that was a my first wager going into the the day so um but yeah i'm excited for him this week the 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 worse the conditions the more i'm excited to bet eddie yeah definitely he seems to have the all the shot tra- trajectories sorry to hit um you even see him last week in the windy conditions hits like low stingers um high ball flight but driven um i really think he's got the game um as i say and he's proved it to play in conditions over here um, so, yeah, as you said, quite excited this week for him. So I'll just quit, I'll go into my second pick. Uh, I think it was it was his individual figures for the Tenerife Open that really like encouraged me to take him. Uh, JB Hansen at 45 to 1, uh, mm. 10 places with Betfred this week, which they're paying 10 places, which is quite nice, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so the reason why I've gone on Hanson, it's it just seems to be, especially 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 the last four events he's played, it just seems so consistent nowadays. Um, mm. obviously he had that win in South Africa, I think last year. It was uh, he beat was it Wilco? Yeah, it was it was Wilco and my yeah. neighbour. Um, so yeah, he's he's a winner. Twenty um, second in Tenerife, seventh at the Gran Canaria, forty first at the Kenya, and ninth at Qatar. That's his last four results. 
he finished 25th at the UK Championship last year, which is obviously at the Belfry. So that 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 also put him in favour for me as well. It was his stats from Tenerife that kind of tee green 16th, uh, greens in regulation 8th, 12th for approach. Just everything seemed on point. And the week mm. before that, it was fourth for scrambling as well at the Grand Canary as well. So it's Hansen used to be very streaky. He 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 either he played really well and then miss a cut and then played really well and then miss a cut. Just seems to be just seems to be a better reformed player now after this win. And just like I just think forty five ten places is quite a good price. So mm. happy enough to take him this week. Uh, he's a yeah, player definitely. I quite like AB Hansen, so yeah, I do. Um, Teddy Green, he's he's always been like the past two or three years. Obviously, he's been inconsistent, as you say, but Teddy Green has always been superb. He has. Um, so yeah, he seems to be fine, isn't it? Around the greens and on the greens now. So fair play to him. And yeah, well, the best I say at ten places, it's a great shout. It is. Uh, so I, I can never figure him out. Okay. You know, I can just I, I, I think he has turned a corner. You know, obviously with that win. Um, I just can never figure him out from a statistical mm. standpoint. Um, you know, he's he's an intriguing guy that ends up on that first page of the leaderboard so often. So I do not blame you. I'll give you the honors. So take it away, your favorite Italian. We're 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 deeper into the odds than we've been, you know, in quite some time. Ever since Rosner uh, ripped my heart out of me, you know, with that sixty foot bomb. <laughs> Uh, on 18 to win. Uh, that, was, uh, that, was, that was some put that was. Uh, <laughs> that, was that was mental, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, since then we haven't seen Guido really north of, of 40 to 1. So to finally get him 80 to 1, Migliazzi, and he's somebody, you know, I at this point I, I've tried to scream it from the mountaintops. You know, you mentioned not many golfers, two-time European Tour winner, you know, at the, the level of those short odds, you know, how many, you know, as we get deeper into these odds had, you know, two wins in their rookie year, he's still young, still trending, still pop up, mm-hmm. you know, from, from time to time. I just think he is a golfer for me that if you bet him every week, I think you can make your money back in places we already have, you know, for the year in that sense, um, from what he did, but I just think he can break through and obviously missed the cut last week, um, hadn't missed a cut in five events, but he had, has shown really low rounds in him recently. Um, you know, pretty much one a week, if not two a week, but he just can knock it out of his own way on Thursdays. You know, he's got to really get out to a hot start. And if he does that, I think it's it's you know full force ahead. Definitely. I mean, I don't know what was I don't know what was up with them last week. I think just one of them weeks, really. I suppose everybody has them. Um, do you think it was just a case? Yeah, I, that's what I hope. You know, I mean, he was fine the week before, just couldn't get going on Sunday. You know, after, you know, he, he was really, you know, you, you see him shoot a top five round of a day once a tournament. You know, it seems like that's almost inevitable if he makes a cut right now. So, 
Yeah, I, I think and and almost when the conditions get a little bit more tough, I, I like it more for him because he's not the best putter. He's improved his putting significantly, but you know, it was what, seven under, eight under when he would con- contention last time. I yeah. think that gives himself a better chance than having to take it to, to 25, you know, under like you would have had to last week. Yeah, definitely. You've got, you've got to look at the caliber of player, haven't you? Like you do, not everyone, not everyone suits that low scoring events. Um, so yeah, definitely. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I love Guido as well, but uh, I, it was just something about last week that kind of put me off him, but I do agree. It's a good number. So, yeah, fair play. Um, can, I believe you're next, Jamie. I think it's eighty to one. Yeah. So just quickly, um, eighty to one. Um, I've got Kawamura at eighty to one. Um, a guy I've not really bet a lot of, if I'm honest. Um, but the more I looked into him, the more obviously he fit the bill for me this week. Um, twenty third last week. Um. 28th in the Tenerife Open. Okay, missed the cut in Gran Canaria. Um, he was 33rd um, in the Austrian Open and the week before that. So, good scoring on, obviously, tough conditions in Austria. Obviously, it was cold. Um, but then also showing he could go low, obviously, in Tenerife uh, the last two weeks. Um, overall, his stats for the season aren't great. But last week, he was 10th for approach, 10th for Tee Green. Um, 40th for greens and regulation, but still hitting like 74% of greens. And he was fourth for scrambling as well, which he's known for. Um, and the guy's a good putter as well on his day. So I thought 80 to 1 was uh, fairly decent on a guy that's uh, not going away. He's just secretly getting, um, sorry, not secretly, quietly getting a lot of top top 40s, top 35s, top 30s. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think he's going to go well over this, this week. I mean, uh, kind of, kind of like Migliozzi. That I think that's the biggest price in a while we've had on Kawamura. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, and a guy yeah. that, yeah, he's not the not the biggest of hitters. Um, and I think this course course will play into his hands. Um, that he doesn't have to play driver off every hole. Um, there are obviously obviously statistic, um, strategical holes. Sorry, um, they have to plot your way around it. Um, and I think it will really suit him, I do. Yeah, no, fair play. Uh, so my next one is at 90 to 1, also 10 places. Uh, I took um two weeks ago at the Tenerife Open, and he was so close to placing for me. It was uh, Alexander Bjork, mm. a Swedish player. Um, it's a player that kind of... Kind of from 2000, after finishing second at the British Masters to Eddie Pepperell um, in 2018, he kind of went off the boil for for a little bit. Mm. Just a series of like really poor performances, but just recently this season, he's really he's he's really coming back into some form uh, this year. I've 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 been I've been looking at him for the past maybe three four events just seeing how he's getting on as he's proven very steady just now. Mm. 
I mean, 12 for his last appearance at the Tenerife Open. Uh, he only missed out on a place for me at, um, by two two shots. Uh, 21st to the Grand Canary Open. This cut of the Austrian Open, okay, it was quite tough conditions. I can forgive him for that. Um, but 19th at the Qatar Masters as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's three top 25 finishes in the space of four events. Um what really, what really put me on him as well, sold me on him was at the Tenerife Open for his putt, uh, for putting for the whole week. He he ranked first at the whole lot. Um, so get get his approaches in um, a reasonable standard, and Tate Green stuff uh, mm-hmm. is on point with that putting figures he's shown recently of first. And fourth in the Gran Canaria as yeah. well. The week after that, I just think, I, I just think it's got to be a danger if if he's sinking so many putts. It's mm. it's got to be it's got to be one to watch out, especially at that kind of odds at ninety one. So yeah, I think so. And he's, always, he's always been known through scrambling as well, so that's always in the bank. You know that. Um, so yeah, especially if you say if he's rolling it well, um, there's no reason why not. There's not. I mean, it wasn't so long ago he actually won as well. I think it, I want to say it was about 2017, I think it was. Mm. Yeah. He's won at least once. Uh, but yeah, no, I just thought 90 to 1 is a pretty good price. I, I think he's a good player, be up, so. Yeah, definitely. I'm happy with that. And the one that uh, wears a flat, flat, a flat cap, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, any thoughts on Bjork? Yeah, I think it's easy to do. It's it's funny that time off, you know, you, we were so used to what we saw last week, getting the stats and looking at it like it feels, you know, Bjork didn't play last week. And, you know, just having that, that fond memories of what he was like when you were on him, I think it helps that you backed him two weeks ago and followed that so religiously and know how well he played. Because mm-hmm. um, as simple as it is, the fact of having one week off in between, like, you know, people will forget about that. And um, so, I, you know, yeah, no problem with it. Yeah, I just think it, it was uh, it was actually his tee to green game that um, let him down and off the tee. He ranked 58th and 68th uh, at Tenerife, but it was a putter. It was so impressive that got him out of jail and got him to tie 12. So, yeah. Mm. It's just a it's just a player that's kind of I guess you can say kind of underrated because he's he's won he's won he's won in the past and he was second to Pepperell in 2018 here so every reason to be quite confident I'm quietly confident this week can be up to be honest mm. it was the Volvo China Open sorry uh, oh, the okay. the very start of 2018 he won so. He's a one-time winner on the European Tour. Yeah. Um, uh, make no apologies for also going back on this week, Maverick Ancliffe, who was second last week. He was absolutely sensational. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned it last week that um, that over the previous month, only I think Sean Crocker has been better in the last month. Approach figures. 
approach figures recently for Ancliffe have been absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. R- ranking inside the top 10 for the past month or so without fail. I said I said also last week, if he gains positive strokes with the putter, he's got to be a danger. And there, his big break came last week for the second. I think tee to green, sensational. Approach play, sensational. He hits greens for fun. Um, there was seven for scrambling as well. 11 off the tee, uh, along with second and fourth for tee to green and approach play. It's just... A hundred, he's a hundred to one for a guy with them figures, and was only second last week. I just think it's mental, to be honest. Mm, it's a, it was a crazy, crazy big price that he opened up at this morning. <coughs> Sorry. And, um, and that's and that's with Betfred playing ten places as well yeah. at a hundred to one. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. Sorry, I believe. I believe uh, Skyler's on him as well. Uh, anything you want to add to that? Or? Yeah, I mean, last week he was, I think, a, just a little bit shorter. What, what odds did you have him at last week? 80? 60s? Uh, what was it? Yeah, it was 80 with six places. Yeah, and I was, you know, to, to do what he did and then to come in here, you know, with longer odds. Yeah, I'm quite surprised. I thought... Yeah, he was right in that mid-range last week. That made a lot of sense. And it's now been, you know, a month straight of incredible ball striking. So, you know, to get those odds, somebody who, you know, broke through with that finish and to keep his form going, yeah, I, I am all aboard. I mean, I'll say, I'll say it again. If he gains positive strokes of the putter, he's going to be close. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, what more can you want, really, in a... Pure ball striker, unbelievable figures. T. Green. Yeah, it's just and I'll keep going back to it. Um, it's just how players like that adapt to conditions over yeah. here. You know what I mean? It's I think that's so key this week, especially with the rain that's forecast. Um, I know well, it sounds like a broken record. Um, but yeah. Well, the Irish Open last year that uh, John Catlin won, when it was only like 10, 11 under or something. Ancliffe mm. was third there. It was it was oh, poor okay. conditions, uh, the wind and the rain and stuff. So yeah, I mean, they can play in Ireland. They can play anywhere. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. wind wise. So, um, uh, I'll well, I've got one more. It's uh, one fifty, and then I believe it's I believe it's two for you, Skylar, and one. Yes, for I got two left. YouTube. Yep. Right, so I'll quickly go on to Garrett Porteous, uh, 151. Mm. He's a player, he, he doesn't really, he's not really that well-known, uh, Garrett Porteous, but what attracted to me um, uh, with him this week is it's, it's just, been, just been steady, really. Um, he's got uh, good tee green figures last week. Uh, he was fifth overall. Third off the tee, uh, 28th in approach, 28th for greens and rig. Just obviously the putt in 75th and scrambling 51st that let him down. But, I mean, that's quite solid for if you're going to get a 150 to 1 or 175, 200 to 1. Mm. I mean, it's quite promising to look at, if, in all honesty, on top of a 40th last week, 
Uh, missed the cut the Tenerife uh, the first time round, which I, be- I believe was his first cut m- missed in I think his last four events. Uh, 29th at the Gran Canaria, 15th at the Tricky Austria, and 38th at the Gran Canaria Open. Nothing, there's nothing special to write at home about, but it's making cuts and it's steady, steady enough progress. Um, the last two events he's ranked um, inside the top 20 for off the tee, so that's something to consider. Uh, 151 10 places again, the bet that I just thought yeah. done okay, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but especially in Europe, as we've said before. If you back your pick up, which we always do, um, there's no reason why these triple figure prices can't go well. You know what I mean? Um, he's got the form, he's got the figures to go behind him. It's just the consistency that's there. That's why he's this price. Um, and yeah, he could have. Yeah, you know, he needs three, four steady days. You know what I mean? And he'll be bang there everywhere. I mean, he only really needs to, well, needs to show up a little bit and then finish in the mm. top ten. A place so uh, 150 half enough so yeah, yeah. that'll do that, that that's that's me for the week uh, I'm I'm actually not doing any in America this week so yeah yeah that's me for the week so just I'll I'll, I'll go with you JB first because you've got one left and then I'll finish with the two of uh, Skylar yeah um so only quickly um my last one's at 225 to one um I've got I might uh, Dale Whitnell. Um, <laughs> yeah, so a guy that was on the on the pod about a month ago. Um, there was a snippet of that interview that we had with him um, that obviously he did allude to that he loves obviously the play obviously back over here um, when he gets chance um, and he likes to play strategic golf. Um, he likes to plod around golf courses um, and looking at obviously knowing the Brabazon fairly well. Um, there are a lot of holes where driver will have to stay in the bag and you'll have to potentially um, play strategically from the tee to set up for your second and third shots. Um, and I really think that will play into his forte this week. Um, I mean, overall on Europe so far this year, his 25th approach, 32nd tee to green, 41st greens in regulation, scrambling's the same. Um, putting not being great overall, but last week he was 18th for putting average. Um, so potentially he's finding something with his putter. Um, I just think he's a, he's a massive price for someone who shocked us last year at, sorry, the 2019 British Masters, was it? Where he was 1,000 to 1 in his fourth. last year. Oh, last year. Last year, 4,000. Yeah. Um, as I say, he loves, he loves playing over here, clearly. Um, and I think his conditions to suit again for him. So two two five to one. First thing this morning, I couldn't resist. I couldn't. Yeah, I'd call. I'd, I'd call Whitnell just steady Eddie. Really, it's just yeah. He's he 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 could make he could make the weekend, uh, uh, which is kind of all you really want, really. And yeah, players of that kind of range is just to make the weekend, see what happens, really. So yeah, mm. that's steady enough. Like two two five is a bit over the top. But... Yeah, all for that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, right, Skylar. Uh, two picks left. I think you've got. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I can group them together um, because they've done similar things recently. Um, and it's uh, Eduardo Molinari at two hundreds, um, paying up to six places with that. And then Xander Lombard uh, was at two fifty. Um, you know, starting with Dodo Molinari, he went from a stretch of five consecutive missed cuts over the last. Uh, you know, five events to a 28 and 45th his last two weeks. Uh, but each of them with impressive approach, ball striking, tee to green, you know, it is something even without him playing the weekends, he's continued to show up with those numbers. It's just the putter has not cooperated. Um, mm. And in the same sense, the irons for Lombard um, have been improving and were, you know, quite, quite pleasant last week um, was in and around, you know, top 15, top 10, most of Sunday yesterday after, you know, having an Eagle on the back nine finished with a 19th place, which is the best finish of the year, four straight made cuts for him. Um, so a little surprise, you could see him at 250 when Molinari was 200. But again, if we're going to play this game of looking at the, the strokes gained from, from last time here, where we saw irons were a premium, why not when we're looking at the long shots attack golfers who have now had consistent irons for what yeah. I would consider an extended period of time, which is, you know, four or five events. Um, so I will, will take those and it's just, you know, pennies for what you have to bet on some of the higher guys. But I yeah. think, you know, they have a chance. And if you had the places like you guys get getting the, those one fifth odds for 10 places is, it's quite outstanding. I'll take it for six. Um, but yeah, so those would be my two deep, deep shots. Nice. Yeah. Um, Lombard definitely was on my radar this week. Um, just as you yeah. said, obviously reiterate to you um, how good he is with his short times at the minute. Um, and we all know he's big off the tee. He is. Um, it is just his putting at the end of the day. But as you say, that could all come. It's only four rounds, isn't it? It has to be a four. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, he was a he, he was on the list as well. Funnily enough, so that's a we all kind of looked at him this week. Yeah, mm. two fifty is a bit surprising considering he's made the last four cuts. So yeah, oh, fair play. Uh, right, Jamie, you want to you want to quickly go over the American event this week? Uh, in case yeah, any, I mean, any any listeners want to. Yeah, I mean, Scott, Scott, what you like for time? I know you. I know we're pushing it. Um, yeah, I've got about ten more minutes, which is perfectly fine. And yeah. I would All note right. too, as we were on the podcast, I just it just came through. Dustin Johnson withdrew. Yeah, I just I literally just literally just seen that on Twitter. Just um, see, so yeah, I don't know whether that's obviously in, obviously insight for next week. Whether he's obviously, it's hard to say, isn't it? I mean, he's been never get a read on DJ. Mm, that's it. Yeah, um, he's been struggling. Yeah. yeah, you never know. It's just to get more practice in. Um, Obviously, away from the course. Obviously, going into a new course, he doesn't really know what to expect. Um, maybe it's just an element to that, that you can really just focus on next week, get there early. You never know, practice. Yeah, it, it may work for him, might not it? Um, but anyway, um, quickly over this week, so we're at the AT&T, AT&T Byron Nelson again. Um, but this year, we're at um, TPC Craig Ranch. Um, it's a great Texas name, isn't it? <laughs> um <laughs> The is it McKinney course? Am I pronouncing that right? I think. Believe so. Yes. Yeah. Um, just a touch over seven thousand four hundred yards. I got it at. Um, 
par 72, um, four par threes, 12 fours, four fives, um, bent grass greens, um, and is it Zoysia fairways? I've got, yeah, well, yeah, roughly, roughly, yeah. that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And e- even worse attempt here, um, the course designer is Tom Wieskopf. There we go, there's one for you. Um, <laughs> So, that was good. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, just a little bit about the course before we go into it further. Um, it's a championship-style course. It's a, well, what, what we call a stadium course. Um, it's been moved here. Uh, Rumours are to get more fans and get more of an atmosphere um, and make it a bit tougher. Um, it was last seen for the Web.com, which is now the Corn Ferry Tour Championships in 2012. Um just a couple of highlights on there. James Hahn finished second. Um, Hadwin third. Henley sixth. Ben Martin 13th. And Bryce Garnett 19th. Um, so we've got a couple that's in the field this week. And James Hahn and Ben Martin. Um, all part, The four par fives this week all around the 550 yard mark. Um, the four par threes, however, um, three out of the four are around 220 yards. Um, so there are no slouch really, um, but then we do have one on the late, later holes. I think it's 16, 17, um, which is 140 yard par three. So um, a, a really scorable hole. And then you've also got the sixth and the 14th hole, which are drivable for par fours. They're around 330, 40 yards they are. So yeah, we've got a, quite a mix of holes really this week. Um, I don't know what you've seen of it, Skylar, whether you've got anything to add really. Yeah, it's um, I mean, there's the Q schools, you know, that have had some some guys that have played here mm. um, through the years. Sam Burns won Q school in 17. This is actually where Jordan Spieth and Brooks Kepka didn't advance out in 2012 but had to go manufacture their PGA Tour cards in another fashion. Mm. Um, okay. But but um, yeah, I mean, Doug Gim had a little bit here um, as well. But yeah, enough to to go in with, you know, my mind, you know, really locked in on a certain skill set. Not yeah. really. I mean, I think being in Texas, if you would get the Texas conditions, I don't think it hurts for mm. golfers who have familiarity or play well. You know, the Ryan Palmers of the world type of thing. Um, so, Spieth, obviously, uh, you know, those type of guys, if that's going to be any sort of familiarity, it probably is with those that reside there. But yeah, yeah nothing that I've fully, obviously, the, the shakeup is like, you got to run to the market now that, that DJ withdrew if you don't have your bets in. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So, like, I've been habitually betting Zalatoris. So, while we're recording, I, there was still a 33 out there which he does reside in Texas too, you know, now and plays his games down there. So again, stretch. Sure. Maybe he, there's not a course in the world that his game doesn't fit. So that's realistically, you know, somebody that I think could very well be, be back in in the contention this week too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll just run very quickly. Obviously the stat model I've kind of come up with this week. Um, I looked at path three efficiency um, around the 225 mark um, as obviously um, there is three par threes this week that are quite long um, so obviously they are quite crucial holes where obviously you could alternatively lose a lot of shots as well if you're not, not great at them um, 
par fives at 550. Um, I've looked at strokes gained off the tee because um, there's a, a creek that actually runs through um, 13 of the holes, apparently. Um, so I've just gone strokes gained off the tee to obviously miss, miss the water on your drive. Um, and obviously, um, tee to green that I've, I've focused on as well. Um, and a little bit of scrambling as well. Um, but as you say, pretty much get your dartboard out, isn't it, this week? Um, yeah. On picks wise. Yes. Um, yeah, have a throw, see where you land. Um, so, yeah, um, just quickly, um, Bryson now becomes obviously favourite I've just seen is 13 to 2, 7 to 1 sort of range. What, what do you what do you really think of that? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he, obviously he ranks obviously he's first off the tee this year. Um, his first tee to green, um, and we all know what sort of putter is like. Um, it's just his his low irons that seem to be out still. Um, I don't know. What do you think about him, Skyler? I mean, it would be interesting, obviously, as a from an American point of view. Um, what the mood's like about him over there. Yeah, I mean, on the golf course, exceptional. You know, mm. I mean, I, I think I'm really excited for the tests that potentially Kiowa does bring to him if we're going to have these courses that have difficult to hit fairways with long rough. It, it is perfect for Bryson to continue to dominate. I mean, he finished inside the top 10 last week being horrific with his iron plays. You know, yeah. the the whole, I mean, story that's made about of flying back to, to Dallas last week <laughs> after he missed the cut, turning yeah. around. I mean, it's the Bryson antics, you know, it adds up. But um, I think he's just a big, giant goofball that's a phenomenal <laughs> golfer. Um, yeah. That probably means well more than anything, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, compared to some other, other people that may be in the game that, he, I think, you know, Bryson just is getting everything and anything he can get out of what he can play. And it's, you know, spectacular. So, but I, I don't know at seven to one, you know, now with, with that change, what it brings, mm. I'm just more excited to see if people are thinking towards next week and tuning up versus what happens here. Yeah, definitely. Um, I say a week before the majors always had, he's had adverse effect. Really. I don't know about you, obviously is, um, Obviously, a player rarely plays, obviously wins two tournaments in a row. So I'll say, as whoever guys want to win this week, I don't know what the general consensus is, but, you know, I mean, they can give it the best shot, can't they, at the end of the day? Yeah. Um, I'll just quickly go through my picks instead of going through the odds, um, as I'm conscious of the time. Um, for my first at 40 to 1, I've gone with Sergio Garcia. Um I know, obviously, I'd fought Craig about him with a putter. Um, obviously, he's been gives you the heebie-jeebies, doesn't he, with a putter on five <laughs> to ten foot, five to ten footers. Um, I mean, if he start, if he started to open his eyes, he might pop, pop more yeah, in. But... That's it. Um, but obviously, what I was really looking at this week, um, he's second off the tee. We all know he's a really good driver of the golf ball. Thirteenth um, tee to green. He's second for par efficient sorry par five efficiency five uh, 550 yard par fives um second for going for the green on tour 15th for greens in regulation and as we all know obviously spanish hands around the green he's 29th for scrambling this year um really good around the green 
up and down recent form, couple of missed cuts lately. Um, got to the quarterfinals in the match play. Um, tied ninth at the players, 30th at the workday before that. Um, he's got the class, we all know he has. Um, it just depends on how many stro- strokes he gains on the putter this week. If he gains one stroke, he will be up there. But again, if he's dreadful, then unfortunately it's not his week. It just all depends on his flat stick, doesn't it? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's Garcia, and it? Not much yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We all know he's going to be stellar off the tee. Great iron play. Um, it's just what he does on the greens. Um, but yeah, I, I was happy to take him this week. Um, nobody's perfect, are they? Well, not many players are perfect. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we can re- hope he has a good week. Scarlett, you, I don't, I haven't seen your picks on the PGA this week. You want to just have a quick mention? Yeah, the the one that sticks out to me is we mentioned him off the top, and some golfer I was really excited about last week. You know, I thought Luke List played exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, and these type of events, you know, the week before the major, if, if anyone's mind is elsewhere, you know, it's, it's not these type of, of grinders, you know? So I'm seeing eighties on list. Um, if he continues that, that ball striking to your point, long irons, you know, really good off the tee. That mm. is Luke list. Um, yeah, it's true. and you know, he kept himself in the mix with a really good putter yesterday. So maybe that, you know, brings a little bit more good vibes. But I think him at 80, you know, I mean, it's about half the odds of what he was last week. But, you know, the field is, is a little bit different, too. So I, I'm pretty intrigued at, at him uh, with Zalatoris, kind of my, my two that caught my eye initially. Yeah, yeah. Um, how many sort of selections are you looking at this week? Obviously, you're still looking, looking, are you, or are you quite set? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I'll probably add another mid-range. I'll probably be a little bit lighter to Craig's point um, without the course, maybe go in live on some people. I'm yeah. a sucker for for these young kids that are playing. You know, you have uh, Cole Hammer in the field this week. Yeah. You have uh, Cootie, right? I think it's Pearson Cootie, who is like, yeah. uh, he's another one um, who is a top five amateur in the game right now. Uh, maybe some top 20s if you see those kids roll over uh, from the Walker Cup. You know, I think those are a bit intriguing um, from that standpoint. But no one's screaming at me. Like, I know you got a long shot that you're very intrigued at. Um, But that would be kind of where I initially land. And I'm excited for for Rosner and and Catlin and Peters, Mm. you know, to to have a chance in a field like this and, and really get after it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, as you say, it really is a field where someone could make their mark and get a, their first PGA Tour win quite easily. As you say, if the bigger names have got their mind elsewhere, um, it could be the perfect opportunity for them. Um, Absolutely. So I'll just go. Yeah, I, I'll see. Sorry, go on. If I had to, if I had to pick two for this week, it'd probably be Taylor Gooch and uh, Doug Gim. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to bother. So. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Scarlett mentioned. Obviously, Gim has had a bit of success here, and obviously, is um, is he quite local to the area? Is he? Um, university wise. T- Texas. Sure. Yeah. 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 Austin. Yep. 
so yeah he's got them them toys definitely um and i've seen him around 100s earlier so yeah it's a good price for him if i'm honest um i know he's good good approach and then and so on um as i say a long shot of mine i know craig you've uh you've had your laughs at me for this one which is fine um <laughs> i'm sure you'll have the last laugh at the end when he uh misses the cut um but i've gone on hank hank levioda this week um at 200s i mean yes okay he's probably a name that i'll never ever bet again if it doesn't go well this week <laughs> um <laughs> but just hear me out a minute obviously so the mod the models that are pulled up at the start um par three is 225 yards he's tied 14th in the pga tour at the moment um he's ninth for par fives at 550 yards he's 15th for scrambling on the pga tour and he's actually 16th for proximity to the hole from the fairway which is i say fairly decent and um, averaging around 34 34 um 34 feet which is all good I kind of mentioned in Europe earlier, I look for people that are coming to sort of a an upward turn in their, obviously, performance. Um, last week, obviously, he did finish 51st last week, but closed with a, a four under round um, of 68. Um, for, the la- for obviously, the, the whole week last week, he was sixth for approach. He was fifth for, t- for greens in regulation. Um, he was 18th off the tee. And 17th from Tier de Green. I mean, is it is our 13th? Is 13th place at the Valspar two weeks ago? Um, maybe his game's getting there. You know what I mean? Is and it seems a seems a a, bold, a good risk to take at this stage. And obviously at this type of tournament, um, I just feel that it it could pay off. You know what I mean? I've got I've got eight places. Um, I'd happily I'd take a place and run here any day on him. You know what I mean? I'd take a tied eighth. I would. Um, but yeah, I say I've, I've got my reasons, and I, I think that yeah, he's got he's got an outside chance he has. Um, looking at those, I, say, I, I could be chatting a load of uh, a load of bull at the end of the day. I'll see <laughs> us, but I'm sure we'll look back next week and laugh. But hey, if he goes well, it's uh, it'd be a scalp, it would, wouldn't it? Hey guys, just to. Just to mention the uh, the British Masters changes, uh, you were right with Mansell. Uh, Pepe Angles, Will Bessling and Marshall Snyder are all, all out. Oh, Shiv well. Kapoor. Okay. Oh, wow. Sh- Sh- Shiv Kapoor, uh, Pedro Oriol, Ajitesh Sandhu, and the boy wonder, Ju Young. Did Ju Young Kim get in? Yeah. I saw him on the list. Wow. I mean, I mean, Skylar, there you go. There's your, there's your boy wonder right there. Absolutely. Giddy up. Let's get some odds for him. Right. So, guys, uh, sorry, I know you've got to go uh, very, very soon, Skylar. So, quickly run through it. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go through yours first. Just a yeah, recap. Well, first of off, you. yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys again um, for, for having me on. Much appreciated. Um, you know, no Rasmus Hoygaard, 25, uh, Eddie Pepperell, 66, Guido Migliazzi, 80s. Um, and then if we get into Maverick Ancliffe with you, um, Craig, and then we're going um, for Dodo Molinari, 200, Xander Lombard, 225 or 250s, 
and then whatever Ju Young Kim is at, sign me up. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, you, you're going with Sal Torres and... Uh, um, and Luke List, yeah. That's perfect. Um, Jamie, you want to quickly run through? Yeah, of course. Um, at the Belfry, um, we're going Pepperell at 45s um, with Skyler. Um, Calamora at 80s. Um, Dale Whitnell at 225. Um, then across the pond um, at the Byron Nelson. Uh, we've got Sergio at 40s. Uh, we've got Hank Libioda at 200s. Hank Libioda. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm only doing British Masters this week, so it's just the five. Um, so I've gone with Sam Horsfield, 21 win only. J.B. Hansen, 45, 10 places. Mm. Alex Bjork, 90 to 1, 10 places. Marvin McCancliffe with uh, Skylar, 100 to 1, although 10 places uh, for myself. And Garrick Porteous at 150. Just quickly, um, um, I don't want to put you on the spot. Um, if you had a thought about your top 20 better tours for this week at the British Masters for our double. Uh, I think it'll be I, th- I, th- I think it'll be Jack Senior this week actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, odds have just sorry the odds have literally just come out for the top twenty that's all for the British Masters. Um. So yeah, I'll probably go for Russell Knox in America. So I say we'll double that up and see what that comes out at. It'll be probably about thirty to one range again. Um, and we'll post that on Twitter uh, later this week. Yeah, that's cool, and that'll come in as well. So yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep I mean, it rolling if you want, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, thank, thanks yeah, a thank, lot, uh, Skyler, for joining us. We know you're we know you're very busy these days, so appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, you got it, gentlemen. Best of luck, everybody, this week, and thank you again. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate, it, guys. And see you next week, Craig. Right. Uh, cheers again, Skylar. Uh, see you later, Jamie. Yeah, nice one. Good luck, guys. Right. See you. Bye. Bye.